Good afternoon, everybody. We're in Gemara Shabbos on the bottom of Daf Yud Beis Amit Beis. Today we're going to learn Daf Yud Gimel Mitzvah It's a beautiful Daf, not a difficult Gemara today. Let me just mention before we begin that in this time period to learn Taira, to keep up with the with the blot uh, that you're learning every day, and to keep up with any Shiri Taira, to invite other people to join to learn Taira is the way to go. It's the way to bring protection for yourself, for your family. You know, the Gemara says in Baba Basra regarding Taira, Ani taira, that a person that learns Taira is protected by a wall around them. So when you learn Taira, you're bringing protection for yourself, for your family, and the greatest Yeshua comes through learning Taira. Let me just mention what we learned yesterday. We learned in the Gemara yesterday about the Hashkacha Pratis here, that uh, there are unfortunately people that need a Rafur Shalema. And the Gemara yesterday spoke about the fact that the Shechina is at the head of the Chayla. And the Shechina supports a Chayla, the Shechina feeds a Chayla. So all those that need a Rafur Shalema, the Ebeshe should give them the biggest Rafur, a quick Rafur. And all others should remain safe and sound, and everybody. As we learned yesterday, to include ourselves together with all the Chal Yisrael, should see a Rafua and the ultimate Yeshua with the coming of Mashiach. So let's get right into the Gemara. We're at the bottom, towards the bottom of Yudbeis and Yudbeis, two lines from the bottom. The Gemara here quotes from the Mishnah. So the statement that it said in the Mishnah was, that a chazan is roya heichanatinoikis kairin, he sees where the children are reading, avahulo yikra, but he should not read. So the Gemara is going to clarify the pshat in this statement. Zok the Gemara, v'ha'omret reisha, in the beginning of the statement you say, roya, that a chazan can look into the sefer together with the children. Seemingly, that means my love, likrois, that he reads along with them. <clears throat> and then what does it say afterwards? That he should not read. So what does it mean that he sees with them? Which sounds like he reads with them. And then it says he should not read with them. That's not what it means when it says that he's roya, that he looks with them. He only looks to see the beginning of the parsha, And as Rashi explains over here, that he wants to see the beginning of the parsha to prepare the alias for the next day. The way it was Amalekit Saitan was, when people got Aliyah, the person that got Aliyah was the one that read from the Taita. So the Chazan though would support them. He would give what's called today Untezogen. He would uh, say the Taimim, the Trop, or the right pronunciation of the words. So he would have to prepare a little bit in the beginning to get the person that gets, has the Aliyah started. From here we see, Ramirashi clearly says, that's the Untazagan, that he would stand there and quietly say the right Nukudais and the right Taimim to get him started. But we see from here the importance of uh, reading from the Taira with the right pronunciation and with the right Taimim. Bifrat Minik Chabad is to be very Medaic and very Makbit to have the right Taimei Amikra. Something that were very Medaic and so much so, I once saw somewhere that the Rebbe Maharash if uh, someone read a Pasuk and he didn't read with the right timing, he would make him read the whole Pasuk over again, even if he just missed one trap. That's but he was very, very medayik that it should be with the right trap.
Yeah, unfortunately, correct. So Nusha, there should be a schos while Laura talking about this, that Abish should give us back the ability to be able to enter into the shoals and read from the Torah again. That the Chazan may, to the light of the lamp, prepare the beginning of the Parshas. Now the Gemara asks, Kula, Parsha, Loi, you may not read from the light of the lamp the entire Parsha? The question was asked from the following Braiser, the children, they were the Parshas, and they would read from the Parshas, to the light of the candle. So we see that the children are reading from the light of the candle. How are they reading from, reading from the light of the candle on Shabbos? So Teisvis here points out that really the Gemara should have asked this question on the Mishnah itself. It says in the Mishnah that the children are reading the parshas to the light of the candle and the Chazan comes and he could look and see in the beginning and the end. What's going on over here? Why are the children reading in the Mishnah from the light of the candle? So Teisvis says in the Mishnah it's possible that the children did it on their own and they didn't ask any questions. And the halacha may be that if a child does it on his own, even though it's forbidden, but we don't have to be meich, you could allow him to do it. But that's in the Mishnah. But over here in the Braise, it's not stating a fact of a story that happened. It's telling you a din. It's telling you a fact that they may go ahead and read from the Oiraner. So the Gemara is going to give three answers to this. Or two answers to this. Ibai <clears throat> say one answer is Rashi Parshiyaisa. The children will taka, read only from the beginning of the parsha. They wouldn't read the whole thing. Just like we're saying regarding the person preparing that he only looks at the beginning, so too the children are also only looking at the beginning to see the alias of what they're going to be reading the next day. Ibai say another answer. Shani Tinaikis. Children are different. Children are allowed to read to the light of a lamp. Since the fear of their teacher is upon them, they're not going to come to stick out their hand and fix the lamp to make it that it should be good. They're, they're, they're afraid of their teacher. So children are allowed. That's the pshat that it says in our Gemara. If you look at Rav Nisim Goin, Rav Nisim Goin, interestingly, brings from uh, the Yerushalmi a third pshat. He says when it comes to children, they're not going to fix the lamp. If they're going to see that the lamp is about to go out, and they can finish learning and go out to play, they're gonna let the lamp extinguish and leave. They're not gonna try to fix the lamp to continue learning. They're happy to stop learning and continue going. That's for children, therefore it's mutter. For adults though, an adult wants to learn more teta, to add to learn more teta, so therefore he's not allowed. It said in the Mishnah that Azov should not eat together with Azova on the same table. Come and see how widespread Tara purity is amongst Yidin. This refers to the fact that Yidin were very careful. I'm sorry about the background noise. Hopefully, it'll subside in a moment. Let's continue to get more inside. Let's see how uh, much, how widespread Tara, referring to the fact that Yidin eat, even Chulin, 
Bitara, not together with somebody that's impure. How widespread this was amongst Yidin. Why? Where do we see this? Here, in this Mishnah. Shaloi Shaninu, it does not say in the Mishnah, A person that's Tahoir should not eat with a Tmeya, with a woman that's Tamei. The same din of the Mishnah would apply, not only in a case where the man is Azov and the woman is Azova, but the same din should also apply in a case where the woman is Azova and the man is completely Tahoir. Didn't say that in the Mishnah. Because that's a case where the man being Tahir and the woman being Tomei, he will not eat together with the woman. Ella, rather, what does it say? The only thing it says is that the Zav should not eat together with the Zav when they're both Tomei because this could bring to an Aveda. Then Braise there continues and says a similar din. A zav, which is a parush, referring to a person that's careful with all the halachis, should not eat together with a zav that's an amenaretz. Why not? Because he may be accustomed to being by him. Till there's a Braise. What's the problem if a Zav, which is a Parosh, eats together with a Zav that's an Amaretz? Elo, rather, we have to read the Braise differently. Eating together with the Zav and Amaretz, he might give you to eat food which is Tommy. And what's the issue with that? Azov, while he himself is Tomei, even though he's always careful not to eat Tomei food, but when he himself is Tomei, doesn't he eat Tomei food? So why can't he eat together with the Zav, which is an Amonoritz? Amar Abaye, Gzeire, the Gzeire is as follows. He may give him to eat foods which the Miser was not taken properly. That's the issue. Rav Omar, Rav says, no, that's not the issue. Even though there was a Gzeda they made in Amaretz, there's a concept of Dmai because there's a minority of Amaratsim that don't take Maiser, but Rav Amaratsim do take Maiser, so that's not the concern. El, or rather, what is the concern? Shema Yehei you may become accustomed to eating together with this of which is Tamei. And you may go and continue joining him in a meal even when you are tahir and he'll give you to eat food which is tame. So we have two pshatim of why a zav parush should not eat with a zav amaretz. Abaye says because he might give you to eat from maise, from food that maise was not taken. And Rava says because you may continue joining him with a meal even after you become tahir. So the following question was asked. Nida, a woman which is a Nida. Is she allowed to sleep in the same bed together with her husband? If he's wearing his own clothing, she's that is he she he she's wearing her own clothing, and he is wearing his clothing. So is this enough of a separation? The fact that they're making a change in this sense that each one is wearing their own garment, unlike usually that not necessarily each one was wearing their own garment, are they allowed to sleep in the same bed when they are in, when she's in Nidah? Omar Rav Yasef brings a raya from eating milk and meat, or not exactly meat, eating chicken and milk on the same table. Tarshama, we learned in Abraisa. Ha'oif 
oile emagvina ala shulchan, the chicken that you eat could be brought on the same table as cheese. As we know, the oif <coughs> together with gvina is only a isamidrabanon. Menatayre, the isra of basabachalov, is only meat, that beef that comes from an animal. So it's allowed to go on the same table. Ve'enoi nechal. And it cannot be eaten together. That's the Xayim and the Rabbana, not to eat them together, but it could be on the same table. Divrei Beishamai. Beisilul Oimer. Beisilul says, and here Beisilul is more machmer than Beishamai. It shouldn't go up on the same table, and it also shouldn't be eaten on the same table. So the Gemara is bringing a raya, just like when it comes to eating the milk and the chicken, you don't want to bring it on the same table. The same applies to a nido, where he may, whom we may not have any relations with her. You don't want her in the same bed as you. And for the Gemara, it's not the same. Shani hasam delekedeis. In the case of a person eating chicken and, and the, the, this cheese and chicken on the same table, there are no two people that could remind each other. Over here, though, the husband and wife, they'll remind each other. And this makes sense. When there are two people and they remind each other, it's different. Because it says in the safe of this verse, If you have two people that are guests, they are allowed to eat on the same table. And one can eat meat, the other eats cheese. And they're not chayshish. So, assumably, what's the reason we're not chayshish? Because they'll remind each other. So the Gemara says, no, that's not the case. Did we not learn on this b'raise? This din that they're allowed to eat on the same table, milk and meat, is only if they don't know one another. So they're not going to come to mix the foods. If they do know each other, as soon as it's forbidden. Here, husband and wife, they of course know each other, so therefore how could they go into the same bed? We see that reminding one another is not enough. No, but it's still not the same. What kind of a comparison? In the case of two people eating milk and meat by the same table, there are two people that are eating at the same table. But there's no sign being made at the table to distinguish, to separate between the milk and the meat. Ha ha, here, Ikideis, there are two people, there's the husband and the wife, and Ve'ikashinu. There's also a change that they're making. Hu bebigdoi, vihi bebigdo. Each one is wearing a separate garment to separate from each other. So you have two reminders over here. Ikidomri, others said the raya from the Braise as follows. Basically the same raya like the Gemara said till here, but it started from the Seifa. Two people that are guests are allowed to eat milk and meat on the same table. And we learned on this. This wasn't said only in a case when they don't know each other. If they do know each other, also it's forbidden. The Hani Nami here as well, a, wife, a, a, a husband with his wife that's a Nida in the same bed. Nami Makirin they know one another, Ninu, and we should say that the same is it applies. And for the Gemara, like we said before, there's a difference. In the case of milk and, and, and meat on the same table, there are two people that could remind each other. But there's no sign to remind, to make a separation. 
there are two people, ve'ekeshinoi, and there's also the change that each one is wearing a separate garment. So we have no raya from this b'raisa. Now the Gemara brings the Mishnah, Toshiman the Mishnah said, Lo yoichal azovim azovo, azov should not eat on the same table with azovo, mishum hergal aveda, because he's going to come to do an aveda with her. So we see right over here, they shouldn't eat on the same table, because they may come to do an aveda. For sure they shouldn't be in the same bed together, a husband and his wife, which is a nido. And, and for the Gemara, no, it's no raya from there. Again, the same answer. Ha-chanami, deis ike, in the case with the Zav and the Zav are eating together on the same table, they are two people, but they haven't made any sign to remind each other to separate. Shinileka, there's no sign that they made to separate. Whereas with Anida sleeping in the same bed as her husband, besides the fact that there's two people, if they're wearing separate garments, they did make a sign to remind each other that tonight is different. Toshima, the Gemara brings a third raya. The Pasuk in Yechesko says, it's talking about Sadiqim there. And it says, He doesn't eat from the mountains. Rashi says, what this means is, he doesn't get his parnasa in the zuchos of the harem, in the zuchos of the avais. He has his own zuchos that he gets his parnasa from. The of Yisrael, and he doesn't lift up his eyes to see David Zara amongst Yidin. And he never had any relation or even any yichod with a strange woman. And he doesn't get close to his wife, which is a nida. We compare a woman which is a nida to a woman that's that's someone else's wife. Just like someone else's wife, if you sleep with her in the same bed, even if she's in her own garment and you're in your own garment, it's forbidden. The same is also with Anido, with whom it's forbidden that you should have any relations with. Who be big He be big even if he wears his garment and she wears her, her, her garment, also it's still forbidden. Shmami, no, this is a conclusive proof to this that by a wife that's a Nida, she may not sleep in the same bed as you, even if she's wearing her own garment. This conclusion here is arguing on what Rapidos said. When it asked a the relation between a husband and his wife Anida only made forbidden the actual relation. So only legales erva when there's an actual relation, then that's Asr. Not more than that. But of course we don't paskin like this. We paskin like the conclusion of the Gemara of Rabbi Yosef that brought a raya that a woman and nida may not be in the same bed as her husband. So the Gemara Vaiter Mi so since we mentioned about a, 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 a husband not coming close to his wife Anida, the Gemara now talks also about other arayas. I mean, Bechlal, the same halacha applies to any arayas, that a person may not have any relation not even come close to kiss or to hug or to come close to any of that ayas. But the Gemara here will bring a story of an Amaira with his sisters that there is a, a hetter for him to, to kiss his sister. When Ola came home from the house of learning Taira, he would kiss his sisters on their bosoms and others say on their hands. So regarding this, there is no chumrah, there's no, uh, the, you're, you're allowed. Right? As it says in Paiskim, there's a, a father to a child, 
a grandfather to a granddaughter in most cases, um, brothers and sisters, like we see right over here, is allowed. Now the Gemara says, Ula is arguing on another statement that he himself said. The Amma Ula, Ula himself said, Any closeness is forbidden. Any of the Arayas, and of course a brother to a sister is one of the Arayas, so any closeness is forbidden. We tell a Nazar, go away, go away from coming close to an area that uh, he can get tome or get close to something which he's not allowed to have as a Nazar. Go around the vineyard and don't walk through, don't get close to a vineyard so you shouldn't come to eat any grapes or wine from a vineyard. So we see that by a Nazar, he was very careful with this and the same with any of the other Arayas, he said that you should be careful with this. So Taisus over here says that even though Ula himself said this, however, Ula himself was sure that regarding himself he had no Yetzirah for this and therefore he kissed his sisters when he came home because he was absolutely sure that it would not affect him whatsoever. Yeah. Okay, let me just mention an interesting thing. The Rebbe brings this Gemara in a Sikha in a very interesting context. The Rebbe says from this Gemara you see that when you talk about a kiss, there are two types of kisses. And the Rebbe there is actually talking about how we find in Nach and the different places in Chazal that a kiss is used as a metaphor for the relationship between Yidin and the Ebishter. And the Rebbe explains there in the Sikha that there's two kinds of kisses. There's a kiss which is coming from a very, very deep expression of love. A person has such a deep feeling of love that he can't articulate it in words and it comes out with a kiss. Then you have another kiss, which is not necessarily a deep outpouring of love. It's just a sign of connection, a sign of relationship. So the Rebbe says over here in this Gemara, when Ola kissed his sisters, it was just a sign of closeness. This is my sister and he's coming home after being away for a long, for a long period of time. So he kissed them just as a sign of brotherlyhood, sisterhood, closeness, but not uh, a kind of kiss which comes out of an outpouring of love that comes out in a kiss. That's what this Gemara is talking about here. Tana de Beelio, we learned in Tana de Beelio the following story. There was a story with a Talmud that learned a lot of Teresh and he learned a lot of Teresh Harbe, And he also learned Gemara, as we already learned this in, in Gemara Brachas a few times. Shimish Tamid means to discuss the discussions of the Tamid in Gemara. Passed away more before half of his life was taken away from him. She would, his wife would walk around with his tefillin. She would go from one base knesses to another base midrash, showing everybody her husband's tefillin. And she says, "Who look? These are my husband's tefillin. They cannot wear them anymore." And in the Torah it says, the Torah is your life and the length of your days. Baili, Sheshona Harbe, Vekara Harbe, my husband that learned the Torah Shabbat and he learned a lot of Torah Shabbat Peh, Vishimish Tomei and he also learned Gemara Harbe. Why did he die so young? There was nobody that knew what to answer her. One time, possibly this refers to Elio Anovi, the Tana de Belio. Elio Anovi was a guest by her. She told her again the whole her sob story, how her husband passed away young. 
And Eliyahu said to her, Biti, my daughter, bimei duscha, and the times when you were a nida, mahu etzlacha, what kind of a relation did he have with you? Amr Ali, so she responded to him and said, Chas v'shalem, God forbid, nothing at all. Even with a small finger, he didn't touch me. He asked her weiter, In the times when you wear white garments, which is a later period after the times of Nida, those are the first seven days, and the time following after that is called when you still wear white garments. What, what kind of relation did he have then with you? So here she answered, Ochalimi, Shasaimi, he ate with me, he drank with me, Yoshanimi, he slept with me, Bikir of Basar, even together, even without in one garment. But since this is still a time period that they're not allowed to have any relations, he had no thought Bakhlal, no idea Bakhlal to have any relations. That this is what she told him. So I said to her, if so, thank Hashem that he took away his life to atone for such a kind of Aveda. Because he didn't follow what it says in the Teira. And Leisikrav means not to come close, to be in the same bed together, which includes in the days of the Nida and also the following days before she becomes tired. He's not allowed to come close together. So he made a mistake in this Allah. So David took away his life. Big Pella, this story. A big Pella, because we're talking over here about a Talmud. The Gemara calls him a Talmud. Chacham, he learned. He learned Gemara. He learned Mishnais. How did he make a mistake with something like this? Taisus over here asks this question. And Taisus makes a Cheshbin. It must be that it was a different kind of a case where the whole Isser between him and his wife was an Isser Midrabanon. And he thought that in a time when there's an Rabbanon, you don't make a gzeda l'gzeda, and therefore he's allowed to be together with his wife in the same bed. But it can't be talking about a time when there was an ism and a he would have never made such a mistake. They were in the same bed. There was a small separation between him and her, a sinner, which is sort of Rashi over here. Uh, says sort of short pants that she wore to separate between him and her. But other than that, there was no separation and that was the reason why the Abisha took, took away his life early. Okay, this is the end of the Gemara on the previous Mishnah. And these are the Halachis. That was said in the attic of Hananiah ben Chizkiah ben Gorain Sha'olu Levakrei when they entered to visit him. There were many people that came up to visit him. We'll see soon in the Gemara what Hananiah ben Chizkiah was doing in the attic. And then many people came to visit him. And at that time period, there were more from the Talmidei Beishamai than Talmidei Beishilil, which was unusual. But that Talmidei Beishilil were more, and we passed like Beishilil. But over here, there were more Talmidei Beishamai than Talmidei Beishilil. The Yud Chesdvarim Gazru Beibayayim. There are 18 things that they decreed on that day, which the Gemara will explain what they are. What is the right version in the Mishnah? Do you read the Mishnah Elu without a Vav? Or do you read the Mishnah Ve'elu with a Vav? 
Ve'elutnan, do you read it with Avav? Hani de Amaran, it's connected also to the Xadis that were already mentioned in the previous Mishnah. They are part of the Xadis that were made then in that time. Oi, Eilutnan, or you read Eilu referring to what's going to follow later. The Be'inan Lamema Kaman that we're going to say later, not going back, not including what it said before. You have a similar thing Taisis brings over here in the beginning of uh, Parashis Mishpatim, Rashi brings it. Ve'ele is Maisef al-Rishayinim, and Eile is Pasal al-Rishayinim. So over here as well, the question is how to read this Mishnah, Eilu or Ve'elu? Toshema, the Gemara brings a Braise that was quoted already earlier in the Gemara. Eim poilin la'iraner, you don't take the lice off of a garment to the light of a lamp. Ve'en koirin la'iraner, you don't read on Shabbos to the light of a lamp. And then that Braiset concludes, And these are from the halachas that were said in the attic by Hananya ben Chizkiyah ben Garen. So I see that you have to say because two of the takanas that were mentioned earlier is part of the takanas that were made in this attic. So there's two from before and another 16 that will follow later, as we'll see. Since we're talking about Hananya ben Chizkiyah, so the Gemara is going to tell us who this Hananya ben Chizkiyah was, what's something unique that he did. Who is the individual that wrote Megillas Tainus? Megillas Tainus was a scroll that was written in it, all the dates that you're not allowed to fast on that day. Uh, all the special days when there was something unique and special that Yeshua, Simcha, that happened to Klal Yisrael on that date and you're not allowed to fast on that day. So who wrote this Megillus Tainus? Omar, Omru, they said, Hananye ben Chizkiyah v'siyatoi It was Hananye and Chizkiyah and his group of friends Shoi mechavevines hatzorais They cherished the tzorais that Hashem brought upon Klal Yisrael and Rashi explains what this means is they were mechavev the redemption and the salvation that the Abishta brought to Yidin in the matzav of the Tzadis. Yeah, that's the Pshat in the Gemara according to Rashi. Mechavevin, uh, and therefore on those days you're not allowed to fast. The Masha, however, asks on Rashi, why does the Gemara use such a lotion? Mechavevin es Tzadis. Why not mechavevin es Anissim, mechavevin es Agolis? So the Masha actually says Mechavevin Esatzadis means that they actually also appreciated and loved the Tzadis themselves realizing that whatever Tzadah there is, the Abish is bringing it and the Abish is involved in it. That's what like, we learned in the Gemara and Brachas. The Masha quotes it here. Realizing that when you're in a Matzav of a Tzadah, the Abish is present and actually the Abish is even more present in the Tzadah than any other time. As the Altareb explains in Tanya, we spoke about it then, that something that comes in a way that's concealed and we don't understand Hashem's ways, like what's going on now in the world, when the whole world is shutting down and we don't understand what's, what, what's Vilde Ebishter, what's happening over here. So instead of looking at it and saying that Ebishter Chas Shalom is concealing himself, removing himself, and so on, Adarabe, the Ebishter is actually more involved. He's, it's coming from a hidden place. It's coming from Alma de Eskasia. There's a hidden goodness that's here that we can't see. It's not only less of involvement, it's more of an involvement. So, Mechavim and means that when the Geula happened, they were able to see the goodness that there was even in the Tzara itself. And even before the Geula happened, in, inside the Tzara itself, they were able to appreciate the Abish's presence and know that it's ultimately good in all of that negativity. That's why the Gemara uses this expression. We also cherish these time periods of Tzaris 
and out of the redemptions as well. What should we do? If we're going to come and write all those dates that Ebishta has brought us salvation, we won't have enough. Uh, enough. This is constantly. It's, it's so constant. Every, every other day, the Ebishta brings the Yeshua of Akal Yisrael. So, so therefore, we, don't, we can't write it down. And then you're going to say that you can never fast. Another pshat. <coughs> A shaita does not get harmed, meaning a shaita, just like if you harm him, he doesn't realize that you harmed him. So too, we do not have the sensitivity to realize the tzaddas that we're in and to realize the great salvation that Hashem brings upon us. We don't have that sensitivity to realize this. The way Hanan Yeben Chizkiah in his time period realized and appreciated what Abishur was doing for them. If you have the, the, the flesh of a dead body, he does not feel the pain even if you put a sharp thing to the, a sharp, a sharp knife to the body. He doesn't feel it. And so too, we don't have that sensitivity to feel. But the Gemara immediately questions this example. Aini, is this true? Rav Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak said, and we learned this in the Gemara of Brachas, The worms that eat the flesh of a dead body is so painful for the dead body, for the person, like putting, sticking a needle into the flesh of the living, of living body. It says regarding a dead person, His flesh is painful, and he mourns in his soul, referring to a person even after he passes away. So we can't use this example that we don't have the sensitivity from a person after he passed away. Rather, the example is different. If a person has dead piece of flesh in his body, which has no feelings, so, Margish Be'ismal, that area where he has a dead piece of flesh, he doesn't feel anything that you do and you cut or you, you, with a pin or whatever it is in that area. And so too, we today don't have the sensitivity to feel and realize the Tzadis and the greatness and the Yeshua that Ebesha does for us. Now, another thing regarding Tchanan Ben Chizkiah. And here we're here we'll see what was he doing in this attic. Now this man is remembered for the for, for good. Who is this? His name is Hanan Yebenchiskiah. If not for him, Nignas Seifiacheskel. Seifiacheskel from the from Nach would have been hidden. Why? Because there are things that are written in Sefi Yecheskel that seem to contradict what it says in Taira. Ma'asa, what did he do? And they brought 300 barrels of oil to prepare for him to have for food or to have for the candles that he needed to light. And he was there. He sat in an attic and he darshaned all the psukim that they shouldn't be a contradiction to what it says in the Teireh. Rashi brings one example. Where, do you, where is there a Pasuk which seems to be a contradiction to what it says in the Teireh? So there's a Pasuk in Yechaskel where it says, Nevele treifel yechlo Kainim shouldn't eat Nevele treifel, which seems to imply that a Yisrael could eat Nevele treifel. How could you say that? So he darshaned it, Rashi brings a drasha from the Gemara in Menachis, the Gemara says, because in the Beis HaMikdash, Baya Oif, there's Malike, where you chop off the head from the back, which is not a regular Shechita, and that's permitted to eat, because it's done in the Beis HaMikdash for that carbon. 
it's permitted, so therefore the Gemara had to clarify only when it's done with the carbon and not otherwise a Kayin may not eat it. So it has to have an extra clarification for the Kayin. Otherwise, it's Pashit that no, no of Klal Yisrael are allowed to eat the Nevela Trefa. So that's seemingly what Nechanani ben Chizkiah was doing in the attic when the Mishnah says Sha'omru ve'elu min ha'halachas Sha'omru ba'aliyas Chanani ben Chizkiah ben Gadim when he was in the attic and they came to visit him. Yeah, so here we see there's also sometimes when a person has to uh, clarify something, get something done, you quarantine yourself, you isolate yourself, you have a project that you have to do, so you have peace and quiet, you're able to get it done without any disturbances. So in this time period when many people are sitting at home alone, I don't know if they're alone actually, many people are with many, many children in the house and have to homeschool their children, so it's uh, not so easy to have peace of mind for yourself, but for, for whoever has some peace of mind for himself to be able to learn extra, take upon himself some projects to, to clarify certain things, to go through a sugya, whatever it is, to add more taita. It's definitely a time period sitting at home to say more tilim, to add more tzedake, to add more taita, to bring the, the great Yeshua for Klal Yisrael that we're all waiting for, the ultimate goal to see the Rebbe come down and take us out of Golas. Take it from Yad Mamish. To see you again tomorrow, Mitzvah